John. Hey, the Knicks won tonight. I'm happy, kind of. I don't <laughs> no, know. you're not. I, I don't know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want them to tank. You know exactly what you want. They beat Orlando. What was the score? 106-101? Around that? Yeah, no, so it was like 108 You got it, yeah. It was a um, five-point game. My, my boy Mitch had a good game, so, you know. Great, man. Positives, positives. Really you know, embracing the tank here. On That's the br- a two-game win streak for the Knicks. Do they win out, John? Uh, You know, playoffs, obviously, on the I horizon. Haven't, haven't lost a game since Spike Lee won an Oscar. Exactly. Yeah, about Throw that. And, you know, I feel like the team's going to rally together. And Samuel L. Jackson at the Oscars was like, Spike! Spike! <laughs> the Knicks won! <laughs> and then they hugged on stage. And he was like, no, they're tanking, don't worry. Yeah. Spike Lee said that? You know, oh, yeah, he shouted back. He's like, no, we're tanking. Oh, he just came out and said it, huh? Yeah. Spike Lee's as close to that organization, basically, as anybody else. Apparently, uh, Dennis Smith was pissed about it. He's like, we're not tanking. Don't like, t- are, yes, are, they are. Come on, Dennis Smith. Not, well, not intentionally, I don't think. No, no, players don't tank. Isn't DeAndre Jordan tank. on that team? Injured now, but yeah, he's on the team. Yeah, even on the roster. That's about as intentional as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> he's terrible. He's really old, too. Do you remember when Blake Griffin had to lock the door to prevent him from leaving the Clippers practice facility yeah. to talk Mar- to Dallas? Mark Cuban was in shambles, and then he betrayed him by trading him this offseason. Yeah, so he got I, the final revenge on Obviously, uh, DeAndre Jordan wasn't that big of a piece of uh, Mark Cuban's team if he's just willing to move him for Christophe Porzingis. Probably Luka didn't like him, so he's like, you know, get the hell out of town. So, uh, well, that's the Knicks update from John over here, who's torn between actually winning games and tanking for the first overall pick, or what will hopefully be the first overall pick for the New York Knicks. Yeah, who knows, man. Let's take it to LeBron, who's a whiny little baby. And, uh, well, I'm going to go off that note real quick and give us a bit of a preview for what's coming in March, late March, the roast episode. Oh, my. For a straight for a whole episode, so about an hour to about an hour and 20 minutes, we will be drawing random names of random athletes that we have put in this hat, and we're just going to roast them, every single one, until the episode's over. From people like LeBron James. To Markel Fultz. To Markel Fultz, to now Robert Kraft, because of course Robert Kraft. To LeVar Ball. Anybody and everybody, if there's any suggestions... Comment anywhere. No one's off limits. Nobody's off limits. Colin Kaepernick is definitely going to be on the list. Uh, I'm going to go into Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I had a feeling you were. I don't like him. So let's go back to that whiny little baby, LeBron, uh, who says nobody else is focused on basketball on in the team. When LeBron just announced that he's making a movie. Yeah, Space Jam 2. So, uh, yeah, I know. That, that cracked me up. What are we talking about here focusing on basketball? What, who, what are we talking about, John? I mean, you know, there's always that talk about free agency, what's going to happen for L.A., who they're going to get, maybe Kevin Durant or whatnot. I think LeBron's more concerned with who he's going to get for the cast of Space Jam 2 at this point in time. I think he's given up. There's got to be a scene in Space Jam 2. I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week or outside of it. I said it to you walking back yeah. from, from class. There's got to be a scene in Space Jam 2 where the Monstars lose. Because you got to imagine they're playing the Monstars, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just or a the reincarnated Warriors. version of them. Yep. The Monstars lose, and then they pick up the phone and call KD after the loss. Why would they call KD? Because that's exactly what um, Draymond Green did after LeBron came back from being down 3-1. What? Yeah. Gotta, gotta do it. Gotta do it. They gotta recruit it. him. They gotta recruit KD. And so then KD's what? gotta put out a whole piece on the Players' Tribune saying, my next step. And 
him on the Monstars. This is the, it's the hardest road, you know. No one's going to give him recognition. He has Isn't to the get whole it. thing with the Monstars, they play one game? Yeah, to try to get the Looney Tunes. I guess they rematch Well, no, it's them. not the Looney Tunes. It's to enslave Earth. Well, yeah, they're playing against the Looney Tunes, though. And if the Looney Tunes win, then they have to leave or whatever. Then they have to leave Earth. That was the whole plot of the film. What's going to be the second... What's, what's a sequel like this going to look like? Well, they're going to come back, and it's going to... They're going to come back, and then they're going to go to Jordan. Jordan's going to be like, I don't got the juice no more. Yeah, I don't think to... Jordan's going to make an appearance in this film. Really? No, I think all their casting will just going to go with LeBron. You think Bill Murray's going to make an appearance? Oh, hell yeah, Bill Murray's going to make an appearance. If he, he wasn't, Wayne, like, if he wasn't like 75, I would say yeah. You he's think, not 75. You think Wayne Knight's... 90. Yeah, but he's not 75. He's in his 60s, isn't he? Is he in his 60s? He looks really bad for being yeah, in his Yeah, dude. 60s. Do you remember when he was in his 20s? He looked like he was 40. Did you see him in yeah. Zombieland? He looked like he was dying. Yeah, yeah well, that's that was, just how he that looks. That was 12 years that's ago. That's just how he looks nowadays, man. Yeah, that's, that's just, just how, how he looks now. Tom, kind of, how, old is the, how old is Bill Murray? I'll tell he's, you right now. He's kind of okay, like... Mama. Thank you. I'm really waiting. He's kind of like a corpse, you know. He's 68 years he's 68. old. 68, yeah, he's in his 60s. Turns 69 in September right. and will be 70 by the time this movie comes out. Yeah, at the right. very so least. So what I'm saying is he's not 70. He shouldn't be in this movie. So what, if you Wayne watch Knight. like Caddyshack and all his stuff from back in the 80s, he was like in his 20s. Yeah. Or in the 70s. And he yes. looked like he was 40. He didn't look like he was dying. No, but he looked like he was 40 when he was 20. So it makes sense that now he's 60 and he looks like he's 90. And then Actually, he's like, on the way out. On the way out. Not a, What, not, John? You said listen, and you just stopped. What? Not everyone could age gracefully like LeBron, okay? So, Bill Murray. How old is LeBron? Is not like not that old. He's like 34. What? He's 34? Yeah. Yeah, he, he is 34. Well, LeBron's not 40. He's got no hair anymore. That's just his hairline. That's just bad genes, man. He hasn't man. had hair since the heat run. I know, which is just sad because he looked good with hair. The only the, the the more what's a more miraculous comeback? LeBron coming back down from three one, or LeBron's hairline just magically reappearing halfway through that Cavs season two years ago? Oh well, you know what happened. Yeah, I know what happened. Yeah, yeah. I think he absorbs the hairlines of the youth on his team. <laughs> That's what? a secret. That's a secret. <laughs> Sustain. John play. thinks LeBron is the monsters just sucking the talent out of his teammates. No, not not sucking the talent, sucking the hairline. I'm sorry, sucking the hairline out of his teammates. You ever wonder why the Cavs sucked so much last year? He absorbed all their talent, and it was all him. That's why he was putting up like 40 points a game. And they were Cleveland. Yes. So that, that'll do it, too. Yeah. So LeBron's a whiny little baby. I'll say it for the third time this episode. Yeah, he is bitching and moaning about how... Uh, People in the organization are committed to basketball, and at this point in your career, if you're not committed to basketball, why are you even playing for this storied organization? Things aren't looking so good in L.A. recently. No. no not at all. LeBron can't complain. There were many easier routes he could have went that would have got him a basically a guaranteed trip to the NBA Finals. He could have gone to These Golden State. He could have went, yeah, okay. <laughs> or or he could have went to Philly, who was actually offering him a contract. Yeah. It's, it's or not, the Knicks. It's not even that. That wouldn't have been easy. This would have, that would have been just as bad. <laughs> that would have been worse. They should still be winning these games that they're losing. They're dropping games to the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Why Pelicans, and Anthony the Hawks? Davis. They're tanking. Vince Carter's on the Hawks. They're tanking. Vince You're Car- tanking. Vince Carter's washed. Excuse me? Listen, he may be able to dunk. John, a cool John, dunk or two, John. Or two. This is not a hill for you to die on, my friend. Listen, man. Vince Carter's washed. Tom, pull up Vince Carter's stats. John, right John, now. please don't. Don't do this right washed? now. Washed? He's washed. He's gonna kill you, John. I don't. I don't, I don't mean that. Uh, he don't, could go so out there and win the a dunk. He could win a dunk contest right now. 
You know that, right? Listen, listen. He would have beaten a Moubier or whatever his name was on Oklahoma City. Point being, Vince Point Carter being versus what? LeBron, who are you taking? Vince, any day of the week, <laughs> John. He's averaging six points a game, John. Man, listen. Man, listen what? A whole six points a game? Yeah. How many points? Point six. How many points Lance Stevenson averaging for the Lakers? Well, more than that, Lance Stevenson's playing more minutes. How many points is uh, Vince? You give Vince Carter Lance Stevenson minutes, he can put up more than Lance Stevenson. You know Stevenson. why he hasn't played for Lance Stevenson minutes? We're talking about one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Seventh all-time in the NBA three-point If he list. played Lance Stevenson minutes, he would collapse into like a pile Lance of Lance like, Stevenson's dust. averaging 7.2, John. Elite numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vince Carter's only averaging .6 less. And how many more minutes? How many more minutes is Lance Stevenson playing? Where's his average minutes per game? Tom, give me this. You're no help. Tom's our stat guy now because he's Tom's faster than everything. Guy. Lance Stevenson, bum <laughs> Lance Stevenson. Minutes per game, he's averaging 15.9. How many Vince averaging? Huh? Vince Carter's averaging 15.6. That <laughs> extra .3 minutes might be .6 points. Oh, a word? Look at that, man. How dare you disgrace the good name of Vince Carter? You should be ashamed. Tony. You're lucky I don't kick you off this show. Listen. Tony. What? Calm down. You calm down. I'm calm. Vince Bitch. Carter? Vince Carter <laughs> should demand a buyout and go to the Warriors and get a ring. No. All right. Tom, showing him a picture from like he 10 years ago is not going to do He should return to anything. Toronto. That, you think that's 10 years ago? No, wasn't that like 20 years ago? <laughs> Almost. I, 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 <laughs> Tom, what year is that picture from? Here, show him that picture. That's when he had hair. Listen, me what? saying Vince Carter had hair? What was that? That's him dunking over a guy, John. That guy's oh, yeah. seven feet tall. I know, the, Fran- the French dude. That was in I a know. game. That wasn't in no dunk contest. Right, but what year was that? Uh, you know, 1996. Okay. 97. Over 20 years ago. Listen. So, put a I'm saying he it. can do it right now. Listen. Really? When I really? See, when I see him I don't think Vince over is Yana. saying he could do it right now. When Vince I s- wanted to be in the dunk contest, man. I'm sure he would have done great. If I can, if I see Jan, <laughs> if I see Vince dunking over Giannis onto the Kumpo, then I'll believe. Oh, that but was in 2000. Psh, only 19 years ago. Only 19 oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the seven. How dare you disgrace the name? Of Vince what, Carter what were like you? That? What are you able to do now that you were? You no, know, Vince Carter's more three pointers than LeBron James. Probably. He does. Probably. Vince Carter's seventh all time. Tony, what were you That's extremely good, good at when you were one that you're still extremely good at? Well, Vince Carter wasn't one man. I understand. How many rings does Vince Carter Sleeping, have? Sleeping, really. <laughs> How many that? rings does Vince Carter have for uh, the Nets? Zero. But yeah. if he wouldn't have ran into Kobe and Shaq like anybody did during those days, he would fucking have one. You know, it's funny because, you know, he was on that Suns team a year after they were in the Western Conference Finals, and then he was on a Mavs team the year after they were in the Western Conference Finals. He's got bad luck, I think. Oh, no, he was, on the, he was on that Mavs team the year after they won the NBA championship. Yeah, so, like... You know, you know that three-pointer? Do you know the three-pointer that Vince Carter made? That Tom, pull up that, v- that three-pointer that the Vince Carter that made. The buzzer, no, the buzzer beater in the corner. John. Did he ever win a championship? No, he did not. Then there's no discussion to have. Exactly. Trish gets it. Listen. Vince Carter. Well, Talk to me when he has six. He is a glorified oh, that's be Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. Yeah, that's the shot. Sacramento. <laughs> I believe that's the Western Commons final. Carter in the corner, fadeaway three, buckets, money. Right. Vince called game. Let me ask what, you this. What, what What's the this? difference between Carmelo Anthony and that's Vince like Carter? 2010? Nine years ago. It wasn't nine years ago, four years ago. So, <laughs> what, John? 
Then it was five what? years ago. So what's your point you're making All right, here? All right, look at that. Search Vince Carter's highlights for this season. What is the difference between Vince Carter and Carmelo Anthony? Vince Carter's seventh all-time in three-point shooting. But what is the difference? Vince Carter's they a both contest. Do How many rings do they have they combined? They both have zero. Yeah. But at least Vince played in championships. Carmelo not even, never even sniffed the finals. What championships did Vince play in? One? Two. Like two, two in maybe? a row. Like for the Nets or who? For the Nets. He lost to Kobe and Shaq, then he lost to Popovich and the Spurs. I know he was with the Raptors. He went to a conference finals. I'm not sure. No, he about... went to the NBA championship and lost to the Lakers. Then went to the NBA championship again and lost to the Spurs. He was on those Nets teams. Yes, I thought, I thought he it was led only those. Kidd and Jefferson. No, it was Kidd and Vince Carter. Ah, okay. Yeah, John, how about it? So at least he sniffed them. Melo, unfortunately. What's that? Yeah, Vince. Yeah, yeah, Vince on Vince gets the pass and. He's. This is some bad play-by-play. He makes a move to the rim, dunk. That's forty-one-year-old Vince Carter. John. He just did a little ride in the bike. Yeah. Little thing there. Rev up. You got to rev up for Vince. That's his celebration. That's right. He's, he's feeling. He's getting it. a little, uh, little excited on that dunk there. Look at him. Look at him. He's look forty-one him. years old. You look know, at him. Just to get up there. That was a game time just dunk. Just to get up there. It's a, that's an accomplishment. I'm giving him props. He's dunked You're, again. I'm giving props to your yeah. boy, Tony. Come yeah, on. He, he dunks. But that was to take the lead over the Lakers. The LeBron... The, he dunks over... He just posterized Josh Hart. He really? posterized anybody. I no, watched no, that no, no. Look at it. Look at it. Rewind that. Rewind that. Josh Hart goes up to block this dunk and cannot because he's Josh Hart. And Vince Carter's Josh Vince Hart Carter. is not on the Raptors. No, yeah. th- this is against the Lakers. Vince Carter gets the ball. LeBron blows the coverage. Poster. Oh. Poster. 41-year-old poster. I hope he comes back next year. I want him to be a Raptor in the worst way because that's where I think he's ended his career. I want to say something, though, like that's been bothering me about the All-Star break. You see how Dirk said he doesn't know if he wants to retire yet? Why is the league treating him like he's about to retire anyway? Because have you seen him run... But Adam like Silver literally Adam Silver literally said, Have you seen the way he's running? There's no way he's gonna play. Like yeah. you can't just say that for Adam him. Adam Silver just prematurely retired him. Honestly, it's I feel like I feel like they might have told him. There hey, were also you're gone. there were also people looking at Dirk going on the other team yeah. whenever he'd score. And they were just like, Yeah, good job. I mean buddy. Doc Doc Rivers, coach of the LA Clippers, took a timeout last night, stopped the game with nine seconds left so the fans would give Dirk a standing ovation. He yeah. Went, he went over to the PA microphone and said I Everybody give him an ovation, and Dirk's like, okay, but I'm not retiring. Imagine how awkward it's going to be if he doesn't I mean, retire. Dirk's averaging 15. Dirk had 15 points the other yeah. night. What's Dirk, look up Dirk's stats this year, Tom. He did it's all right not, in the three-point Dirk, contest. He's, he's battling injury, and it has been the whole season. He's still got a little bit left in the tank. He can play one more year. Dirk's going to die. He hit three threes back-to-back-to-back to back to back in Dirk the all game. Listen, he's only cool. averaging five points a game this year, but he's only played 29 games, so really injury-plagued season. Last night was actually his 1500th game. How about that, Dirk? Get yours. He's still one of the goats. He's for only sure. started two games this year. Last year started 77, which is ridiculous for the age he was. How old is he now? He's definitely like 39, he's, 40. Yeah, he's up there. Uh, him and everybody just assumed him and D Wade were just going out. D Wade's definitely going out. Dirk is 40. Dirk, I think Dirk's gonna come back. I think he wants to play a year with Chris Stops. How old is D Wade? D Wade's 37. Nah, he, yeah, yeah, 37. Yeah, yeah. like, and he's already he could done. play. D-Wade could play another year if he wanted to. Yeah. He's, he, like, he's still got a little bit left in the tank, but, yeah. you know, go out while you still can on top. I, I mean, Dirk, Dirk's little fadeaway, that's still money. Yeah. 
It's just he's so slow now, like running up and down the court, well, like you're saying. The, I feel like without the injuries this year, he would have been regular old yeah. Dirk. He would have been last season's Dirk just all, again. Like all they need him to do is like stand in the corner and you know shoot his money three like always. Yeah. Yeah. Look at how awkward he looks. It's because he. I don't think he's retiring. Everyone's just standing up, clapping for him. He's just like, all right, everybody. Hey, I honestly, I honestly think that what the All Star Game should have done was give Vince Carter that honorary spot instead of Dirk. Yeah, whatever. I think they Vin- will never. They, they don't acknowledge. Him. I feel like Vince is more likely to Vince, retire believe, than Dirk I think Vince, at the end of this year. Vince said this is probably his last. Yeah. Go. Uh, Vince made eight straight All Star games, so. Yeah, I feel like they should have given, given him a shot there. So, going back to the crybaby LeBron, I'll say it for the fourth time. My dude, you got to stop going back to LeBron. we got to talk about the Lakers. They're out of a playoff spot, currently in 11th place, three games out. Yeah, 11th or 10th? This is the first right year now. LeBron misses the playoffs. He's still like going to make forever. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. Really? He's, he's out of his mind. Yeah. They are playing 14 playoff teams in a row. They need to like go 14 How many years has it been since LeBron missed the playoff? Has he ever missed one? Yeah. His since, rookie season? Yeah, he hasn't missed since 2005. Yeah. Jesus so LeBron, LeBron's out here pointing fingers at everybody but himself, uh, acting like him choosing LA was supposed to take LA to the next level. That's not. That's not enough. No. no. And let me let me tell you, they're missing Lonzo more right now than people realize. You can like without contribute. Lonzo Ball this season, I believe they're four and nine. Is Lonzo injured? Yes, he is. Yeah. Nah. Still gonna be injured for a Lonzo while. Lonzo Ball too. moves the ball better than basically anybody else on that team. Yeah. He, like, can, he can throw that breakout pass better than basically anybody else on the Lakers. And more, they're really missing that right now. More importantly, his defense, man. They're, like, getting 130 points scored on them, like, per game recently. And that's because Lonzo. They're missing those steals, his blocks. Yeah, and, and he, just, we've like, seen flashes contest. of that Rajon Rondo that can perform well in the playoffs. But, but he's, overall, he's just had a bad season. His last good game was that game against Boston – which he made the game-winning buzzer beater, and that wasn't even that good of a game. Missed like six shots before, up until that point. Yeah, honestly, you look at the LA roster, and outside of Rondo and Javale, who by themselves have been having pretty up and down seasons. Well, do you expect? It's just, how much do you really expect from Javale McGee? Exactly, but it's just like really inept, a lot of ineptitude by the front office of LA to surround LeBron with those players. I, I, I believe kind LeBron really. It. I believe, I believe Re- LeBron really thought they were going to trade for Anthony Davis. I think I think and so he, too. Yeah, they had that whole all, all planned out since the offseason. But you gotta you gotta deal you gotta deal with this. There's no reason to be calling out teammates in the locker room. And let me tell you something. It's not the young kids that should be getting called out here. No, it's no, the, the bench players that LeBron vouched for to get the Tyson Chandlers, the JaVale McGee's, the Lance Stevenses, and the Rajon Rondos. Those are the guys that should really be to blame because mm-hmm. they're coming off the bench. They got absolutely nothing. They can't score, and they're losing games to teams like the Grizzlies when they really shouldn't be. Yeah, they just—they really just don't have the energy that like they're playing with no effort out there or energy. It's—it's it's not what you. LeBron's still averaging his minutes, but him calling—it's still averaging his points a game. But him calling out players is not I mean, how this gets fixed. I mean, I know we're talking about them right now. You ever like watch LA footage of them playing that all this season? It's like awful. They're playing like a team from the early thousands. Like, you yeah, know, but, like they're. They Last need Lonzo running. The, Lonzo might be more important than we thought. They need Lonzo running that court. Also, they're a team in this era with no three-point shooting. How are you like? Yeah, how do you, how do you expect to, to win? Yeah, that's why they need a Clay Thompson in, in free agency. They need a Clay or a KD. They, or something. they, they need somebody could at least is a threat to shoot the three. Now they, LeBron can shoot the three, but he's not a he's not a specialist out there. He he hasn't made his living on the three-point line. 
Honestly, just thank God that these are all one-year deals for this these vets. Like, you have to hope they get someone yeah. next year. Like, Kemba even. I don't care. Get and someone. We were talking about this earlier today, John. This team could be the 14th place team in uh, like the, in the draft lottery. Yeah. Have the 14th worst odds. 14th best odds to win it. Mm-hmm. I could still see the NBA rigging it and having LA win the draft lottery. That would be insane. Zion and LeBron. Do you have any idea, like, the shitstorm that would come off of that? The same shitstorm that came with it after Orlando won two straight and got Shaq and Penny. But even then, that was, like, in the 90s. Where yeah, the, like, that internet, would be worse. Social media and everything, ESPN, the talking heads. I feel like Skip Bayless would literally explode. have a str- explode, explode and die on so the would air. Stephen It'd be tragic. Stephen A. Smith would explode. Colin Cowherd, all of these people, I hate Cowherd. Don't bring up Cowherd. Sorry. I think Barkley would have something to say. Barkley? Yeah, Barkley. Barkley's too Barkley. dumb to say anything. <laughs> Barkley's too busy commentating on uh, Jesse Smollett and all that shit. Thank you. That Cle- was so funny. That Thank was you, great. Clemson. Thank you, Clemson, for beating Alabama. War Eagle. War Eagle. No, Charles, you played basketball. <sighs> the round mound of rebound. <laughs> that was his nickname. I love how Barkley. Sir Charles. You know what I respect about Barkley? He's still a Suns fan after everything. I like, mean. He did play for them. I know, but like 30 years ago. Like, whoa, 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 he's so, still there. Hey, man, Shaq's still a Lakers fan. Man, wait. You think Charles. If Shaq's the fan of, the, of a team, what team do you think he's a fan of? Lakers. You think so? Yeah, yeah come on. Really? Yeah. They made him what he is. Who else, no. who else would Shaq be a Wait a minute. Of? Shaq kind of made the Lakers what they were. Okay, and you know what Along I mean. Along with Kobe. Yeah, Kobe had a fun ride on top of Shaq's shoulders there. Really? We're gonna you get. Oh, we're having this conversation. Kobe this podcast. Rode Shaq's high tails. I mean, Come on. Listen, Shaq left. He didn't win another championship for quite a few years. Till they actually got another serviceable big man in Pau Gasol. All right, listen. <laughs> yeah. Still. And uh, Shaq and Penny would have won a championship in Orlando. If Nick Anderson could make his fucking free throws. Yeah. And uh, Shaq did go somewhere else and win a championship. He, he, went go to, to Miami. he went to Miami. But he was a second option there. Dwayne Wade was the man. Well, Dwayne D-Wade. Wade needed Shaq. Dwayne v. Shaq. And then, look, Shaq leaves, and Dwayne Wade has to wait for LeBron to come save him. You LeBron think, and Chris Bosh. You ever think what would have happened if Shaq, you know, you know, stayed in shape and didn't, you know, become super fat? Didn't matter. If Shaq stayed in shape, he he'd still be like be the banging goats. bodies down low. Like, imagine- he was still going to be Shaq Diesel. He was still going to be Superman. Didn't matter. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq was Nobody Shaq, touches the Shaqness. He was robbed of a few MVPs by Steve Nash, I think, in the mid-thousands. Did he have any MVPs? Who? Shaq. Shaq, he had one, like 2001 or something. Oh. One of those Lakers while years. While playing with Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Kobe's only got one MVP, too. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that surprises you. It Fuck does. you. Because Shaq. Big Man is not, is not respected as much as a... Shooting guard. The big man is Are the most undervalued pa- well, in, player in the since, game. Really, since the era of Jordan, I don't think a big man has been appreciated as much as I don't. Th- it's gonna be. It'd be very hard today for a big man to win MVP. I, I feel think. like nowadays it's all about wings, wings, exactly. wings, wings. It's all about if you can shoot. It's not. It's not a down low game anymore. Did yeah. Tim Duncan have an MVP? Yeah, a few. He did. Yeah. He had more than Shaq. I think. Uh, Tom, can you look this up? How many MVPs did Tim Duncan have? Tom can't look it up because Tom is incompetent at the moment. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's it it became it started the transition started when Shaq was really coming into his own that it was more of a shooter's game. 
There were still some big men, though, who dominated. You had Tim Duncan. You had Shaq. How tall was Shaq? Seven. Was that it? Seven one? Yeah. Seven two. Uh, Michael Jordan won five. LeBron won four. Tim Duncan won back-to-back most valuable players. Three of them. Oh, no, two of them. Uh, in the 2 season and the 3 season. Those Spurs teams were something. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it really was. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal has won in the 2000 season. That's it. Steve Nash has 05-06. So that would have been – and Kevin Garnett yeah. has won in there. But as, outside of Kevin Garnett, Shaq, and Tim Duncan, I mean, Carl Malone is in there. But it's dominated by Jordan, Iverson – Steve Nash, Dirk has one. Mm. Dirk has one. Yeah. Kobe, LeBron, Derrick Rose in there, KD's in there, Steph's in there, Westbrook, Harden. Yeah. So Shaq only has the one MVP though. Yeah. Yeah. So what I find interesting though is you know obviously Shaq and Kobe you know some of the greatest of all time. Do you think that they should have been given more probably? Earned more in their career. What? Earned more MVP awards. What people like Shaq? Yeah, I feel like Kobe. It's kind of interesting looking at Harden season now compared to like Kobe in 06. I feel 06 like is... I feel like if more of this was based on playoff performance cuz it's not. The MVP is not based at all mm-hmm. on playoff performance. Then you would see Shaq I, I think have at least 2. Yeah, definitely. I think you'd see Kobe have at least 2. Um I think it's a crime. In 06 Kobe averaged 36 points a game and he didn't win MVP cuz he was only the 6 seed. Steve Nash did. Mhm. And it's not like what Harden's doing now, you know, like 37 points the game, whatever Harden's yeah. averaging. Let's talk about Harden. He just had his 30-game point streak snapped yeah, against a... Atlanta. Atlanta, in the last second of the game, quadruple-teamed Harden, so he couldn't get the last two points he needed. That's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, listen. Well, now, who was winning that game? Oh, at, at Atlanta said. was getting blown out. Okay, so why wouldn't they just let him get his fucking points? Oh, because... What a bunch of assholes. We want to be the guys who snap the streak. That's a bunch of bullshit, asshole... They should Honestly, have quadrupled him the whole game. It's not like they're going to win anyway. I bet he's a little bit relieved to get it over and done with because, you know, he's really probably stressing about it. No, recently. I really don't think he cares. No, I don't either. Yeah. But now that the team's all healthy, you know, he doesn't have to, like, have that burden Nothing on his matters back. Nothing matters anyway. He was saying in an interview that <clears throat> the like half of his team was injured and he still wants to win games. So it kind of just happened where he needed to. He, he needed to take shots or this. Yeah, he's like, I needed, I needed to do this. And he's like, the streak just kind of started. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't try to start it. I didn't try to do anything with it. And he's like, now it's just kind of here. And it's just like a thing that's going on because my team's not where we should be. Mm-hmm. So I need to take a lot of the weight on my back. He's like, I'm not trying for the streak. He's like, I'm not going to call for the ball when I don't think I have something. And I'm not going to like try to you know force it and yeah. ruin the game. As it says right now, they were playing against the Trailblazers in the first round. I hope the Trailblazers beat them. Yeah, interesting. But – that reminds me uh, of – did you see Steph Curry's interview with uh, Mike Budenholzer at All-Star Weekend? The Lakers are now four games out of a playoff spot. The Spurs Any, now you guys see that? The Budenholzer interview with Curry? No. Basically what happened was Curry was talking about Budenholzer about how he kind of – he was talking to James Harden, and Harden was saying that he kind of envies that system that Steph and the Warriors and uh, Giannis and the Bucks have where it's like a system where the offense, everyone gets involved – and, you know, basically everybody eats. Everyone's scoring. And Harden kind of wishes that uh, he could... Could you know, what? Be play in a, a system like that? Play where everyone has like more of a role? Well, I, I don't think Harden would actually want to play in something like that. I think Harden wants to touch the ball every time up and down the court. I, I, don't, I don't have any doubt in my mind that he wants to. 
You got anything else about this? Uh, no. Trish, uh, point the microphone at Tom's face. What? Do you have anything to say? No, he doesn't. What's what's hard and average in this Tom's year? Tom's actually a mute, John. <laughs> wow. you, you insensitive son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, you ass. <laughs> God damn it, Tom. Harden's averaging 36.3 points a game this year. Very good season, to say the least. I hope Paul George wins the MVP. Although PG? I know he's not going to. PG-13? PG-3. No. What? Yeah. PG-13 makes more sense. Why? What? Do you, what? what do you mean what? It's like the rating. What are you even talking no, about? I get it. Do you? But isn't there also a PG-3? No. No. No, don't well, tell, don't tell them who it actually is. What? Is what? It? Okay, this thing. What movie... Needs parents got parental guidance at three years old. No, I'm not saying. Yeah, what kind of nickname would that be? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a nickname. I'm saying, isn't there somebody? There is. There's a th- guy with a three in his nickname, and I'm not telling you who, who it is. is. It? It's John. John, don't tell him. John, tell him. He, he plays can. with James Harden. It's in that commercial. Yeah, I know. Yeah. State Farm commercial. Yep, and James Harden was actually in one of those commercials. The I'm other thinking RG three right now, but yeah, I know it's that's not, not Robert him. Griffin the <laughs> third. I, I was about to say it. <laughs> I know who RG three is. So let's move so on. PG three. Tell me. There is no PG three. Right. Okay. Who is it? I'm not telling you. John? So let's move to the NFL. No, you're not allowed to move anywhere. What? Tell me what it is. CP three. There it is. All right. Who's that? Chris Paul. There the it third. is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the third. <laughs> so let's uh, just take a quick look at the NFL here. Robert Kraft, after uh, denying wholeheartedly that he had any kind of involvement in this solicitation of a prostitute, has uh, I've has, read the police report. Has revealed his involvement. Revealed his involvement. <laughs> admitted to being there and is uh, doing court in April. That's basically it in the NFL reason. No, hold on. Although Dan Graziano of the NFL Network said that expect a slew of trades this year more than you usually see in the NFL. So we'll, we'll be keeping our eye on that too. What? You said, hold on, now what? <laughs> you think Robert Kraft knows who this bigger player is in the whole... Uh, apparently it's not a bigger player like we think. Damn it. It's a bigger player in the sex trafficking world. Oh, oh come on. This is not really major news in the NFL, but I saw the news of the Ravens releasing Michael Crabtree. Yeah. As someone who got destroyed by him in fantasy, I'm quite happy about that. You got destroyed by him in fantasy? Yeah, How high did you draft Michael Crabtree? I didn't didn't draft him. I was matched up against him, and he happened to have a monster week against me. Oh, because he didn't have many monster weeks this year. Exactly, yeah, so. (laughs) Yet he had the one against you. Exactly. Uh, Clay Matthews also uh, has been told by the Packers he will be allowed to ex- uh, explore free agency. Aww. Same with Randall Cobb of Green Bay. They're letting go of Clay? Yes, they Come are. On, uh, I don't know how much of a market there will be for him. He's getting old. Um, so we, we shall see. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a team in need of some linebacker willing to overpay for him, a team like Arizona or something. Is that basically it for the NFL? Not a lot's happening now. Yeah, not much this week. Moving on to the AF. Yeah, let's just look at the scores from the AF. Tom, pull that up. Uh, we're gonna pick games on Friday. We're gonna have a, more some analysis today. We'll have more on Friday when we're actually diving into the games. Week three, of the AF saw Salt Lake City uh, upsetting Arizona twenty-three to fifteen. Orlando beat Memphis twenty-one to seventeen. Birmingham beat Atlanta twenty-eight to twelve, and San Diego beat San Antonio thirty-one to eleven. Uh, some news in the AAF. Christian Hackenberg has been benched by the Memphis Express yeah. in favor of former Tennessee Titans quarterback Zach Mettenberger. One very friend of the Berg. Get out. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Yeah, it'll, Who's it'll, going to be next? It'll Iceberg? Pass. It'll pass. Hit John. Dinkelberg. Right. <laughs> Arizona Hotshots quarterback John Walford uh, was injured. And that played a huge part in their uh, loss to Salt Lake City. It's a back injury, so we don't know anything 
more on that. We hope to find out more before. All right, so how long until everyone in the AAF just week? dies? Uh, sure, pretty soon. Trevor Knight is now their starting quarterback. Uh, and he's there's a big drop-off in skill there from Walford tonight. So it's going to be interesting to see how Arizona can maintain the season and continue the pace they started off with if they have the ability to uh, soul keep crushing for their season. Uh, Tom, pull up the running back on San Diego who had the longest touchdown in AAF history so far. 83-yard run. Yeah, yeah. He's a little guy. Uh, I I liked it. Here, let me see this. It was a running back who had, who used to play in the end. It was Jaquan Gardner. Uh, He had 12 carries for 122 yards and a touchdown on Saturday. Uh, Interesting stats for somebody who was deep in the depth chart a few weeks ago, now making the most of his opportunity coming in. So it's going to be... Interesting. He used to be a 49ers running back. So, the AF third week, we still liking it. We still liking the product they put on the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, some big hits, as always. Uh, Christian Hackenberg getting laid out last week was nice, especially all Jets fans that believed that he was the second coming of Jesus a few years back. <laughs> Did anyone think that? No one really thought that. John Come thought on. that. We never. He never played a single snap. Yeah. So, people really thought he was going to be shit. No, they thought he was gonna be good, John. No, I'm saying like people saying, thought he was gonna be shit. Yeah, he was like, gonna be the shit. Anything? No. no there were th- people who believed he was the second coming of Jesus. People, people Some people s- believe that a Tim Tebow too when he got traded to New York and he didn't play a snap either. People see a quarterback playing above 500 football at Penn State and they think that they're the second coming of Christ. Yep. So it's not Hackenberg. Trace. It's Trace a Penn State quarterback. Next. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that guy who who'd replaced uh, Hackenberg for the Express. Trace uh, McSorley. No, uh, Mettenberg, whatever his Zach name is. Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, he's also a Penn State quarterback Zach as well. Zach Mettenberger went to Penn State. Yeah. Tom, does Zach Mettenberger go to Penn State? If you're wrong, Trish is gonna hit you again. I understand. John, and I'm willing to accept the consequences. But I'm Zach Mettenberger sure. went to LSU. <laughs> so Bill, oh, listen, that was from the Bill Simmons podcast. So blame him. You're just blaming that on Bill Simmons? That's what I heard it from. Uh, here's a play from the preseason. Tom showing me Landon Collins picking off Christian Hackenberg for a pick six. Okay. Uh, Hackenberg is terrible. Thank God Memphis benched him. It's about time. They're 0-3, and they really need a shakeup in their season here if they want to make the playoffs. Is that it? I guess. I, a- I, I'm going to pick a- games. A- weird score that game. It, it was 5-0. Five five yeah. So we're going to pick AAF games on Friday, Friday, and we'll have Tom's power rankings on Friday. One more note I want to look to uh, at the AAF with is there was actually the a fourth down onside play. Done. That was awesome. Fourth I and 12. I love that. Fourth and 12 for the Atlanta Legends. Uh, they converted with like a 63-yard pass. And then they threw a pick six. And the next pass, Matt Sims threw or a pick was six. It, was it a pick no, six? No, it was just a pick. It was just a pick, right, yeah. But Sims there was also another play from Matt Sims who was terrible. Uh, interception returned to the 18 yard. Uh, no, yeah, the 18. No, the 11. The the eight yard line. Yeah. First and goal, sack, penalty, throw out of bounds, th- sack. Next thing you know, it's fourth and 35. Technically fourth and goal, but from the 35 yard line. That's ridiculous. Matt Sims then just threw an incomplete pass. Normal Matt Sims stuff. Atlanta's terrible. Matt Sims is very bad. So how are you enjoying being an Atlanta fan, Tony? Uh, listen, they suck. It's basically no different than being a Giant fan, really. You were yeah, so happy like... that they were that they got Matt. Well, Sims. now I hope they bench him. This is what Jets fans felt like. 
This is what we. This is what I go through on a day-to-day -day basis in the regular season. Anything Phil Simms shows. Huh? He wasn't that good either. No, he was horrible. He was one of the worst quarterbacks. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down there. That's fact. That is not fact. That is a fact. Uh, up until Eli Manning, he was the best quarterback in Giants history. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah. Because nah. <laughs> he was the only one to go to the Super Bowl. He threw a shit ton of picks. He fumbled more than he threw interceptions. Tom, look up his stats. He look also up won his turnovers. He won a Super Bowl. No, he didn't win a, did he win a Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl 21. Thanks, Tom. You're a lot of help. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> he was bad. He wasn't that bad. He was pretty bad. Nah, he wasn't that bad. Have you heard his commercial recently? He has a commercial? Yeah, on the radio. <laughs> he's like, what? When me, it's him and some other quarterback. And he's like, when we were both tall, blonde quarterbacks in New York. And it just pisses me off when I hear him say that. Who else is he talking about? I don't know. Matt so, Sims was a Super Bowl MVP. That's right. He was the first Super Bowl MVP to say, I'm going to Disney World. Wait, what team did he win the Super Bowl with? The Giants. Really? Matt Sims? No, Phil Sims. I'm saying Matt Hit Sims. John. John. <laughs> I'm talking about Matt Sims. Put your arm down, John. No. Take this hit. I don't deserve it. John, put it down. Nope. John? Roughing the passer. Fuck. Take your hit. Man. God damn it, John. There's a flag on the field. <laughs> Roughing the John. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now you get to have your back. Go ahead. See all what right. you got. See what you got, John. It's all good. John, what you got, John. Listen. John. Why the fuck are we talking about Phil Simms? Because Trish said Phil Simms was the worst quarterback in Giants history. I Why said he was one of the worst. When I can think of two or three others that come to my mind that started the game it. for the... Well, Joe, Geno Smith. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> why, is, why is your pick for one Joe of the worst Pissar Super Bowl? Chuck. Yeah. And any quarterback they had from 1992 to 2000 right, after down. the Giants had cut Phil Simms. Why is your pick for one of their worst QBs one of the ones that won them a Super Bowl? Dave Brown. Dave Brown you was fuck. terrible. Kerry Collins wasn't bad. He went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Jeff Hostetler wasn't good. He was just good, but it mattered. Well, but how many turnovers did Phil Simms have? A good amount. Kurt Warner wasn't even that good on the Giants. Fuck Kurt Warner. John has some very strong feelings. You know, we're doing Kurt this Warner. argument, this little debate we're having here. Yeah. This debate's about 30 years late. Yeah, whatever. I just hope you realize that. Super Wait. Bowl 21 was 33 years ago. That's fine. Have a retrospective podcast I stand on my it. ground. Phil Sims suck, man. Well, let's take a look at... Basically, Joe Namath. Whoa. No, no, no. No, Joe Namath's in the Hall of Fame. Phil Sims ain't. Yeah, but Joe Namath... Look up is... Phil Sims' stats. Are they better than Joe Namath? If they're better than Joe Namath... <laughs> they Namus, are. Of course they're better than Joe Namath. If they're better than Joe Namath, I'm calling up Canton, Ohio, and getting <laughs> Phil Sims into the Hall of Fame. I love, I love I'm me. going to have a fit. John, did you ever hear our whole talk about how Wait, Joe Namath what ain't are, shit? What yeah. are we calculating better than Joe Namath's as? Listen, I love me some Broadway Joe, but I'm going to say... If you didn't, Joe Namath not have more touchdowns and interceptions, or almost. Phil not? Sims had more. Phil Sims's record in his career was ninety-five and sixty-four. Oh, Joe Namath didn't have a winning record. I Joe think. Namath went sixty-two and sixty-three. Yeah. Joe Namath threw for twenty-seven thousand yards. Phil Sims threw for thirty-three thousand yards. Yeah. Phil Sims threw one hundred ninety-nine touchdowns and one hundred fifty-seven interceptions. Okay. Joe Namath threw 173 touchdowns and 220 interceptions. John, yeah. you still going to say Joe Namath was one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Does Joe Namath a... have a Super Bowl MVP? He does? He was yeah. the Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl three. Listen. What do you mean, yeah, Mr. NFL historian over there? Broadway Joe that is a legend. Broadway, Broadway Joe. Joe is a legend for one reason. He's in the Hall of Fame for one damn reason. Because he said we're going to beat the Baltimore Colts. And yeah, they just they so happened on the foot of their kicker were able to beat the Baltimore Colts. They, that was a blowout game. What are you talking about? It was 
was it? It was like it was sixteen to seven, John. That one? Are you sure? Super Bowl I'm three? Yeah, yeah, it was sixteen to seven, John. Oh okay. Oh 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 oh! Their kicker kicked three field goals. Damn. <laughs> and an extra point. Kicker had the majority of the points. That's and Joe impressive. Namath was the MVP. Good for him. What kind of garbage is that? Listen, I'm not gonna. Their Joe kicker... Namath didn't even throw a touchdown. Listen, when most in teams... that Super Bowl, Tony, their kicker had as many points as the Colts had. Listen. Yes. Considering... He had more. You said he threw, he's three field goals oh, three and field. an extra Number point. Nine. Yeah, sorry. And the yeah. Super Bowl MVP was Joe Namath somehow. The Vikings don't even have a Super Bowl, so I'll take this one no matter how I get it, okay? Why are we bringing up the Vikings here? Because it's a Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl ring. Jim Turner should have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. Right, but Joe Namath does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Joe Namath threw for 206 yards, no touchdowns. In the Super Bowl, and they went MVP. And a Hall of Famer, apparently. That's garbage. I am officially petitioning Joe Namath to be removed from the Hall of Fame <laughs> and, and Phil Simms to be put in. He, he's still, somehow he's still the best Jets quarterback of all time. Because the Jets have never really been yeah. that good. Yeah. I believe going into that Super Bowl, they were still like eight-point underdogs. Yeah, the Colts were the favorites by far. Yeah, because they had Johnny Unitas at quarterback. Yeah. A good quarterback. Something the Jets have never seen. Yep. Joe Namath is their best quarterback. Yeah, he had a lot of hype going into that, though. Joe Namath, when he first started with the Jets... People were like, oh, he's – because he dominated in college. He did. He dominated Alabama. Okay, now we're going like 40, almost 50 years ago. Well, no, I want Joe Namath pulled out of the Hall of Fame right now. That's fine. I accept that. Okay, and I want Phil Simms put in. I feel like we're pissing off a lot of people right now. But on the grounds that you must – if Joe Namath always seems to be my benchmark when it comes down to this argument of whether or not Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame. Eli definitely needs to be in. If Namath is in, you have to put Eli in. Now I'm saying I'm making it even a one-step – Further, if Joe Namath is in, why the hell ain't Phil Simms in? If Joe Namath is in, why isn't half the quarterbacks that have ever played the game in? Like Phil Simms at least won two Super Bowls. Sure, he was injured for that one. But he got the Giants to Week 11 or Week 12 on with a winning record and put him in playoff position. Jeff Hostetler, basically a Nick Foles situation. Joe Namath has no right to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not that good. Yeah, I agree. Still got a ring, though. I hope all Jets fans cry because that's their best quarterback. We still have a ring from it, even though it's the only one we've had since our entire existence. Yeah, but that the only you one know. wearing that ring should be the kicker on his foot. Listen, man. A toe ring. Someone had to get you the kicker that man in a position. A toe ring. Yep. Okay. Someone got that kicker in a position. Because even, even without, without the Jets scoring their touchdown, the kicker's kicks would have been enough. His yeah. nine points would have been enough to win the game. Good for them. John, I, you're acting like I was that alive in '63. That is an actual that is like. The, what in what year? You act like I was alive in '63. That was right. That was Super in Bowl '69. '69, whatever. John's John, you're a stupid NFL historian. John thinks the first you Super Bowl data in front of me. <laughs> you just assume that the first Super Bowl was 1960. This is not the first Super Bowl. But no, did you think the third, third Super Bowl was in 1963? I could have sworn it was 1963. The first Bowl Super Bowl was in 1966. I don't know. Okay. Well, do I, the season, do I look like I was around back then? Like an active like participant like betting on these games? Disease, what do I, know? I was like, hey, Broadway Joe, uh, give me uh, plus 150. Super Bowl MVP. They would have laughed at you. Yeah, man. I would have laughed at you. Imagine the money I would have won, though, The Baltimore somehow. Colts got screwed. They should have won the Super Bowl. Well, they didn't. Again. They didn't. Though. Almost 50 years too late on this. No, we are 50 years too late on this. Yeah, it's We're 50 saying. years too late on this. Not f- you said 40 earlier. We're 50. Yeah. I said 40 or 50. This, Close enough. This is what we come to. Joe Namath should be in the Hall of Fame. 
You know, if you got a problem with it, now this message goes out to Jack Osterloff and Bob McLaughlin. If you got a problem with it, come 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 on the show and talk to me about it. What about Jake? Jake too. Joe Namath has no right being in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Jake. Shout out to Jake for committing to Franklin Pierce. Yeah. D two college ball. You go, man. He's gonna be in the MLB. Uh, and we're trying next month to have a Division One athlete on the show, and we only know one, so we're gonna have Mikey on the show. Mikey. Shortstop for Marist Baseball. He's been on the show, hasn't he? Nope. He's, He's been in the background. He's been in the background of the show. So let's take a look at the biggest news from the week, and that was the NHL trade deadline. And Sims went 11 and two that year. They won the Super Bowl when he got hurt. Atta boy. The NHL trade deadline occurred uh, Monday at 3 o'clock. There were moves made, some big moves. Let's start off with February 22nd. The Columbus Blue Jackets trade for Matt Duchesne. Uh, gave a first-round pick, another conditional first-round pick, and two prospects. Uh, Columbus started to load up, and they're trying to make a cup run. They lost tonight 5-2 to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, first step. <laughs> Great. Uh, more moves. We'll talk about them a little more later. The... Florida Panthers acquired Vincent Proplin from the San Jose Sharks for future considerations. This is a move that really won't make a difference to anything. Uh, the Washington Capitals uh, acquired Nick Jensen from Detroit for Madison Bowie and a second-round pick. They also gave up a fifth-round pick for Bowie. Uh, this is a move the Capitals, who were in need of some def- depth defense, got their depth defense after putting Devontae Smith-Pelly on waivers and clearing up some cap room. Um, they're trying to make another run. Uh, they signed Jensen to an extension. I think five years. going to be there a while. Uh, nice... Young guy to help out the team hopefully for some sustained success. Yep. We go to the next day, 9.58 a.m., 23rd. The New Jersey Devils acquire Connor Carrick and a third-round pick for Ben Lovejoy. Oh, that was a sweet trade. Uh, this was a very bad trade for the Dallas Stars. They yeah. grossly overpaid for a seventh defenseman, if that. Connor Carrick, 24 years old, a restricted free agent after this season. We're and a third-round pick is quite the haul for Ben Lovejoy. He, he started one game, and he already has two assists for the Devils. Yeah. Um, then later that day, the Ottawa Senators and Columbus Blue Jackets make another trade. The Columbus Blue Jackets acquire Ryan DeZingle and a seventh-round pick in exchange for Anthony Duclair and two more second-round picks. Ottawa just loading up on picks uh, and uh, some prospects, some also NHL-level players. They got Lindbergh later in a trade, and they got Duclair. And there's a big prospect they got later. We'll get to that. Senators fans have been through a lot lately. Man. Yeah, they're bad. I, this, the team's really going to have to – fans are really going to have to invest in that team. Yeah. It's not going to be now. It's going to be four or five years down the line, and that's going to be tough. Uh, hey, man, I've been waiting like six. No, it, it's been worse for Senators fans. Senators fans waited like 80 years to get their team back, and their team has been really garbage since one Stanley Cup Finals appearance. Uh, they came within a goal of making the Stanley Cup Finals, and since then it's been downhill. After trading away Turris, Carlson, Duchesne, Dezingle, Mark Stone, yeah, Spezza – it's been terrible. There was a photo on Bleacher Report the other day of like their uh, former team from a few like few years removed from that Stanley Cup Finals almost appearance. Yeah, it's and it's crazy. It's crazy. The uh, turnover, Kyle yeah. Turris hit the crossbar or the post in overtime, and if that if that goes in, the Penguins don't repeat. Yeah. And Ottawa's in the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2005 mm-hmm. or 2006. And yeah. Just couldn't do it. Uh, later that day, the New York Rangers acquires a conditional second and third round pick in exchange for Matt Zuccarello. Looked like a great trade for the Stars. Zuccarello injured his arm in his first game as a member of the Dallas Scores, Stars after scoring a goal and having an assist. Uh, early signs point to him having to have surgery on the arm Oof. and being out at least a month, but he should be back in time for a playoff run if Dallas is even a, in a position for that then. These conditional picks are really favorable to the Rangers. 
Uh, conditional second round pick if they win the first two series, that turns into a first round pick. If Matt Zuccarello resigns with the Dallas Stars, that third round pick uh, turns into a first round pick. So the New York Rangers actually are one of the teams that won the trade deadline, in my opinion. They stored a lot of picks, got some prospects back, and uh, they're really setting up for the future here, which is sad for Henrik Lundqvist because he's probably not going to be around to see it. Uh, he had an opportunity to get moved to Columbus, but he was unwilling to move his no-trade clause. So we shall see how long this rebuild is going to take in New York and whether or not uh, Lundqvist will actually be around to see it. Well, Lundqvist gets on a team where he can win a cup. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him win it, just not as a member of the Rangers. No, I, no. I got a lot of respect for Henrik Lundqvist, being, even being the Devils fan. I, he's a great goalie. He's he might, a really good goalie. He, he might go down one of the greatest goalies here to never win a cup. And it's just, yeah, that's just really unfortunate yeah. for him because he's getting older now. That's why I'm hoping he would have accepted the trade to Columbus. Because yeah. I think if he gets traded to Columbus, Columbus moves Bobrovsky. Probably. Because no, then they would have three goalies, and they probably wouldn't have traded for Kincaid later. Or even if they did, you'd have four goalies and – you got to move a goalie at that point. Yeah, no, uh, the next day, Sunday, Buffalo acquires Brandon Montour, a uh, defenseman for Brandon Gould, and a first-round pick from Anaheim. Uh, good trade for Buffalo, needed a defenseman. And uh, Anaheim, I think, was happy getting the first-round pick back. Then uh, later that day, uh, Nicholas Baptiste uh, from goes from Nashville to Toronto in exchange for future considerations. Probably a seventh-round pick thrown back uh, a few years later. Now let's move to deadline day. Uh, two made the night of February 24th. In the West, it would still be February 24th, but these were technically early morning of February 25th, according to the NHL office. The San Jose Sharks acquired Gustav Nyquist from the Detroit Red Wings for a second-round pick and a conditional third. Uh, San Jose looking for scoring depth here, needed a rental. Gustav Nyquist fits that description, and uh, they're trying to make a run at the Cup. And then 12.31 a.m., the Ottawa Senators acquire Brandon Gibbons from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Patrick Seeloff. A trade that really means nothing for both these clubs. Uh, Brandon Gibbons, uh, Brian Gibbons, sorry, is a fringe fourth-line defenseman, really an AHL player. Saw him last year in Jersey, had a very good season. Yeah. Over-exceeded expectations and got his contract with Anaheim and hasn't worked out there, so he's been traded to Ottawa. Uh, and then let's start really what deadline day was. 8.55 a.m., the New Jersey Devils make the first trade of the day, acquiring a fifth-round pick for goaltender Keith Kincaid. That was nice. A fifth-round pick in 2020. Uh, this is Keith Kincaid's been statist- statistically, I think, the fourth-worst goalie in the NHL this season. So the fact that they were able to get a fifth-round pick for him on a really struggling goalie is a Even very good haul for the like, Devils. Even though you know, it's a 2022 pick, it's still yeah, a, it's it's still still a, a pick, pick in the future. And now we have we see an interesting situation in Columbus. They now have three goalies. They have Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, Jonas Corposalo, and now Keith Kincaid. Keith He's Kincaid was sit. a scratch tonight. Yeah. I believe we're going to see that a lot down the line in March. So he basically moved from a situation where he wouldn't have played much in New Jersey to a situation where he's not going to play much in Columbus. Nothing really changed for him. Uh, the first big trade of the day, the Winnipeg Jets acquire Kevin Hayes. The Winnipeg Jets were the most active team on deadline day, making seven trades, I believe. I think they're happy getting Hayes, though. Kevin Hayes, uh, depth scoring. They're yeah. trying to make a cup run. Uh, it's simple as that. Uh, teams such as Nashville. They were close last year, weren't they? Didn't they make the playoffs last year? Yeah, they went to the uh, Western Conference Final yeah, they, and lost they did, to Vegas. They did well last year. It, it's so going to come down it's gonna come down to three teams. It's going to be Winnipeg, Vegas, or Nashville. Yeah. Everybody loaded up on deadline day. Uh, a very big acquisition here for the Rangers. They acquire Brandon Lemieux, a first-round pick, and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2020. New York now I believe has third first round three first round picks in this draft. That's that's, 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 that's the point nice. of rebuilding. Uh, it's a lot like what it 
So, John, what are you doing? Oh, it started on accident. Wow, John. Wow. Who was that? I don't know. Thanks, John. Move on. Uh, 11:23. The Arizona Coyotes, uh, Arizona Coyotes acquire Michael Chaput from the Montreal Canadiens for Jordan Wheel. Jordan Wheel, player in Arizona that really hasn't been able to find a place, hasn't gotten his groove since leaving, I believe, Philadelphia. Um, Montreal. This is the only real move that Montreal made that day, and they're hoping to sneak in as one of those wild card teams and maybe just cause a little bit of a disturbance in the playoffs. I don't believe they have enough firepower to win it. Dude, they, they lost to the Devils 2-1. They did. Uh, minor trade here. Carolina acquires future considerations in exchange for prospect Cliff Poo. That's his name. Florida acquires Cliff Poo. And then Florida then turns around and makes another trade. Trades Derek Broussard, who they recently acquired from the Pittsburgh Penguins, to Colorado in exchange for a third-round pick in 2020. Uh, Colorado, another one of these teams, just on the bubble when it comes to the playoffs. Some more scoring can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, another trade for the New York Rangers. Another good trade. Adam McQuaid gets traded from New York to Columbus in exchange for a fourth-round pick, a seventh-round pick, and Julius Bergman. Julius Bergman was just acquired by Columbus in the Matt Duchesne trade, and they just turned around and moved them. This is just New York stashing more picks. I like the move. It can't hurt them in the long run at all. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, they, they told everybody last year we're in a rebuild. Yeah. And now they're kind of just proving that by... Selling off the last of their yeah. really good players. Anyone that's worth anything at this point, I think, other than Lundqvist. Uh, but like, well, they, they, all, they still have Zabanajad there, but he's not. his contract's not up any soon. He could be part of this new era of Yeah, but Rangers he's hockey. not old, right? No, he's not. That's why yeah, I'm saying he could be part of this yeah, new he, era. They sold all these new guys. They want at least some guys to be around to, to teach, you know, the younger guys. But, I mean... A lot of teams right now are trying to rebuild. The Devils yeah. are one of those teams. They're trying to get back in it. The Rangers. Well, at least the Devils are at least in the rebuild. Yeah, they're almost there. They they need another couple pieces. Uh, another trade made: the Carolina Hurricanes acquire Thomas Yurko from the Florida Panthers. The exchange. Hurricanes, I think, were sneaky this year. Uh, like sneaky good. Their rental this year was a player they had in the roster, Michael Furland, a player that many believed earlier in the season that Carolina's going to look to move. Now they're in a playoff position. They're going to keep Michael Furland and. Yeah. Uh, but like they're trying to make a little bit of. A I don't run think here. I don't think a lot of people expected Carolina to be. No, they're this they're basically what the year. Devils were last year and what the Flames were the year before that. Yeah. Speaking of the Flames, they acquire Oscar Fantenberg from Los Angeles for a fourth round pick. Uh, just depth defense, big for Flames looking to make a playoff run. First in the Pacific Division right now, so yeah. or close to the top in the Pacific Division right now. We're gonna see. And then the biggest trade of the day: the Vegas Golden Knights acquire Mark Stone and Tobias Lindbergh from Ottawa in exchange for Eric Brandstrom, which was the biggest piece of that deal. Oscar Lindbergh and a second round pick in 2020. Mark Stone, shortly after being acquired by Vegas, signed an eight year c- contract extension with the average salary, I believe, at $9.5 million a year. So, so Vegas locked him up long term. Um, Vegas, this helps Vegas not na- only now, this is going to be a dangerous team three, four years to come. Yeah, well, Vegas, this is not something you see expansion teams do. No, I think I think Vegas really is just trying to prove that last last year was not a fluke. They are a good team and like they're going to be a good team for a couple of years at least. For the, they're going to be a powerhouse team for the next couple of years. You're going to be seeing them out there in the West. And Ottawa got a cornerstone defenseman back and Eric Branstrom is going to be a star in this league for years to come. He's 19 right now. Uh, they basically already have a one-two pairing there with Shabbat and uh, now Branstrom next season. 
Now it comes down to the Nashville Predators, who probably felt pressure to do something after seeing Winnipeg make moves and Vegas make moves. So they exchanged Kevin Fiala for Michael Granlin. Good trade for them. I believe Granlin's a way better player than Fiala. And then later on in the day, they acquire Wayne Simmons from Philadelphia for Ryan Hartman, a conditional fourth-round pick. That was the biggest move Nashville made. And then the Devils had the last move of the day? No, there was more after that. Really? And then Central Registry was clogged up, and we saw trades coming in way after the 3 o'clock deadline. Yeah. 313 reported officially the New Jersey Devils traded Marcus Johansson to New Jersey uh, to Boston for a second round pick and a fourth round pick. I like that move. Storing up pick, the Devils now have three second round picks in this year's draft and two third round picks. Don't expect them to use them. One of those is going to be trade bait somewhere. Yeah. And this is supposed to be a really deep draft. So even if they do decide to use them, it's not going to hurt just storing more prospects. Yeah. Uh, the St. Louis Blues make a move. They acquire Michael Delzato from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for a sixth-round pick. Delzato just got to Anaheim. He was traded from Vancouver a few weeks back. This was a depth move uh, Depth move in kind of response to what everybody else was doing. They're hot now. They're a top-three team in the Central Division, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, later on, the Pittsburgh Penguins acquired a defenseman, Eric Branson, from the Vancouver Connection in exchange for Tanner Pearson, who they traded for back in November from Los Angeles. Uh, this is Pittsburgh just making a move to fill a little bit of a need when it comes to depth defense. Uh, then Winnipeg's trade started coming in. Matt Hendricks, they reacquired Matt Hendricks. They had him last season uh, from Minnesota for a seventh-round pick. More depth. Nathan Bay, uh, Boyu uh, from Buffalo in exchange for a sixth-round pick. More depth. Uh, Toronto-Winnipeg exchange forwards. Nick uh, Petten goes from Winnipeg to Toronto, and Par Lindholm goes to Winnipeg. Uh, then Vancouver makes another move. Linus, they acquire Linus Carlson in exchange for Jonathan Dahlin. And then Florida trades. I did not see this one. Florida trade acquires John Sebastian D from Pittsburgh in exchange for Chris Weidman. Oh, John Former Sebastian devil D. there. Uh, Winnipeg gets a hard-hitting stay-at-home defenseman. They acquire Bogdan Kislevich from Florida in exchange for a seventh-round pick. And then Winnipeg also acquires the last deal of the day. This came through at 6 o'clock p.m. Alex Broadhurst from Columbus for future considerations. Very active trade deadline. We saw all the top players go, which is what you love to see in a day like this when it comes to the news aspect of the NHL trade deadline. A lot of teams loading up, teams that felt like they were just that one piece away from really being able to contend for a Stanley Cup. It's going to be an interesting move out in the West, uh, uh, interesting race out in the West with Vegas and Winnipeg and Nashville out there all making noise, making acquisitions. And perhaps the biggest news, one of the, some of the biggest news that wasn't a trade is the trade that wasn't. Uh, what's Zucker? What, what's Zucker's first name? All of a sudden, I forgot Zucker's first name in Minnesota. The Flames, Jason Zucker. The Flames had a deal in place to acquire Jason Zucker. Something got mixed up before the three o'clock deadline, and they couldn't get the trade in the Central Registry, so the trade never went through. That sucks. The GM for. Uh, Calgary was apparently very upset at this. And that was going to be the response in all, to all these moves the teams were making in the West to try to give them a chance to win it. And this is where we're going to see, for the first time, a problem with this playoff format. One of those three teams is going to be out in the first round. Yeah. Which sucks. That Those should be the last four teams in the West. It should be Calgary, Vegas, Winnipeg, and Nashville. It's not going to be. Winnipeg might have to play Nashville in the first round. Vegas might have to play Calgary in the first round. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it makes sense. You don't want, but you want, let, well, all the teams have an equal chance at the. Let me tell you, you might get a second round series like St. Louis versus uh, San Jose, and yeah. San Jose is going to blow by them, and then San Jose is going to get blown by. 
yeah. by Vegas or somebody. So it's going to be interesting to see down the line uh, how the playoffs shake up. Sure to be fun all the way down to the wire. Uh, that's going to conclude the episode. We're going to end every episode like we do with some hot takes. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, Trish, you want to start us off tonight? Yeah, sure. I think Arizona still has a really good season, the Arizona Hotshots. Even though they just lost their quarterback, I feel like they're still going to be a solid team. John? Uh, I feel like the Lakers, with their uh, struggles in the regular season, is going to come down to the wire. We won't know uh, if the Lakers are going to make the playoffs till like the last few games. Oh, I say the, that my hot take was the Lakers are going to make it. Oh, yeah? They are going to make the playoffs. Gotcha. So one of you are going to be wrong. John. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Tom, you got one? Fight to the death. Kevin Hayes will spend the remainder of his career on the Jets. Really? I don't right, think well. he's going to resign after this season. Okay. All right. Well, like, share, subscribe. Uh, March is going to be a big month for us. we got the roast episode coming up. That's going to be a fun time. Hope to have Zach here for it. I'm March try to do Madness. It over his spring break. March Madness is coming. That's going to be fun. Um, so just keep on listening. Keep on liking. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Tune in. Yep, we're always here. Google Play, we're going to be here on Friday, and we will see you then.